Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and Dustin joins us as always. Thirst for returns. That's a great topic, huh? Yeah, I think it's fairly topical with what's going on right now. It, it seems on a, a few corners uh, of our uh, shiny globe here that uh, there, there's places not getting enough rain, right? You look at droughts in the Midwest, and you've got places like Lake Mead and, and Lake Havasu, Lake Powell, all, all, all in the uh, or in the southwest, I should say, all at record uh, lows. And, of course, these are all man-made lakes, so record low is, uh, is I guess, just, uh, uh, you know, a fallacy because there, there was never a lake there to begin with. Right. right. Yeah. Um, sort sort of, you know, get, makes you wonder what happens if you mess with mother, mother nature too much. Right. So, well, I'm fascinated by, for example, the Lake Mead stories where all of a sudden things are being uncovered stuff that was covered by water for a very, very long time. And they're finding human remains and it's, you know, near Las Vegas, who would have ever imagined that? Uh, there's yeah, some I'm fascinating sure. stories out there, Dustin. Yeah, I'm sure there's some good uh, mob stories we could get into. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you look at the um, the droughts in Europe where, where you've got, uh, you know, a good good friend of ours, Marty, likes to uh, likes to take river cruises. And uh, the, the rivers are drying up in Europe, right? The yeah. Rhine, the Danube. Uh, I forget the name of the one in, in Italy that's drying up, but uh, the, the Po, I think. Um, but the, these rivers, uh, you know, they're, they're vital for the economics of Europe and, you know, not only for, for tourism, but for freight, uh, a lot of the freight goes down the Rhine, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you're, you're talking components for everything from electric cars to, to razors to, you know, you name it. Um, and then you've got in, in Asia, you've got droughts in China. And right. they've dam- dammed the Yangtze River so so badly in the last twenty years. Now they're they're surprised that it's drying up. Well, go figure. Um, you know, you you put ten dams on a on a river or a dam the size. I don't know if you've ever seen the size of Three Gorges Dam in uh, in China, but it's absolutely massive. Right. Uh, so and, and and now you're starting to see industrial shutdowns in in China because they don't have water to run the plants because the rivers dried up. So I don't know if this is a result of, of, of climate change or if it's just real hot, warm weather. Uh, I remember my grandfather telling me they they didn't get a crop for ten years in the 1930s in in Western Canada. So it, it's not like droughts can't happen. Um, we're, we're seeing it right now. Uh, obviously, uh, the weather has been really hot with no precipitation. So you're going to have, have rivers dry up. Um, well, well, call me crazy. If, if, if the rivers are drying up, what would that do? What, what if you're a water company? That's gotta be, is that good news or bad news? Well, if you've got a supply of water, it's real good news, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I think they're they're going to have to start looking at solutions in in uh, some of these countries. Uh, you know, factoring in the ocean like they do in the Arabic com- countries with desalination, right? Yeah. Uh, you've got a massive uh, uh, resource of water worldwide in the ocean, and not many places have tapped it. So if I'm California and I don't have water or if I'm Arizona, you know, build a pipeline to the desert and, and start desalinating the water. I mean, that's a pretty simple solution. It'll cost money, but at least they'll have water. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the whole point of this podcast is thirst for returns. 
you know, where, where can we find uh, in investment opportunities within this uh, water sector? Right. And then there's three main areas you can look at. You can look at infrastructure, you can look at water treatment, or you can look at uh, the drinking. To, to me, there's not a lot of money in the, the drinking. You know, that would be a company like Nestle, for example, bottled water, um, or, or these companies that uh, deliver water to, you know, uh, for, for, for uh, drinking to cottage country and stuff like that. To me, those are just little niche businesses. Um, not so much, uh, in, in investing in those directly, but I think in the water infrastructure, that's a, is, is going to be a very interesting, uh, area in the next 10 years. Um, and I think if Canada can, can kind of look forward, uh, we've got, uh, you know, I think the largest freshwater resource on earth and most of it just flow, flows into either Hudson Bay, the Pacific or the, or the Atlantic. Right. So, um, we, we can probably take advantage of some of this water that's flowing through our country. And I don't know if, if building a pipeline and, and starting to ship water to the, the Americans is a viable, uh, or, or if the country even has an appetite for that, but talk about a great business because you've just got all this excess water flowing into the ocean. Uh, might as well use some of it. Uh, the, well, look at what California is going through. Surely we could maybe send some their way via a pipeline, a different kind of pipeline. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you would have uh, proponents and, and opponents to, to any plan such as that using water resources. But um, there's no doubt about it that the if, if they're worried about the ocean rising, well, one solution is to t- take a little bit of the, the water that's flowing into the oceans and, uh, you know, utilize it on, on land. So, um, the, the, there's no doubt about it. We can't live without water. And the population keeps growing. I've mentioned this stat to you on, on the, and it still boggles my mind every time I say it, but we add about 6 million people a month to the planet. Yeah. Um, net, uh, net deaths minus births um, or, or births minus deaths. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there's just an insatiable appetite for, for fresh water and, and resources in general. So, unless they find a, a solution to the population growth problem, it's not going to get any better. So we need to find creative solutions. Um, com- countries that uh, have a lot, a lot of water like Canada uh, are in a very enviable position in my estimation. Uh, any country that borders an ocean, I think is enviable. Uh, I don't see why California has any reason to be in a drought. They've got the Pacific ocean right there. It's all the water they'll, they'll ever need. Yeah. Uh, you just got to pay to, to get the salt out. Right. So, um, and, and once you desalinate it, it's, uh, it's a matter of using it efficiently. I think I, I read somewhere that, uh, 40% of the, the water in, uh, in, in, in the United States at one time was being used for golf courses. Uh, that much. Then, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting stat I have stuck in my head. And but, I visited a lot of that water too down South, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, and then I think that, uh, 90% of the water in, uh, in California gets used for agri- agriculture. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about very small percentage that we actually use for, you know, sanitation and drinking. Um, it, it's mostly, uh, industrial uses, right. Uh, farming, growing crops. 
And uh, so ir- irrigation and then the, the other big uses are on the industrial side, right? A lot of water gets used in manufacturing for, for things like, uh, you know, additives and cooling and, and washing uh, equipment and so forth. So, um, well, you know, it, no Dustin, one other thing, too, because we mentioned about shipping our water to California and that kind of thing. But it would be also kind of helpful if we were able to get it to uh, First Nations people who don't have good, clean drinking water in our very own country. So there's there are a lot of options with our water that we've got to take a look at. Well, I mean, that that's a whole nother topic altogether. I mean, for indigenous people and, and me, me having a Métis background, so I, I do consider myself one, one of, uh, you know, those in the population. Um, it, it's a shame that uh, in a country as wealthy as Canada that you still have uh, communities uh, and they're mostly remote. Um, which is not e- easy to accomplish. Right. Uh, but we still have communities that don't have fresh drinking water and, and proper sewer systems. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely a major, um, major area that needs to be addressed. And that, that ties into the whole infrastructure um, investment category. So right. that's one of the areas I'm actually um, in investigating and researching right now is, you know, can, can we put a little money in, in uh, companies that are going to be at the forefront of water treatment technology and infrastructure? If somebody has a thirst for more information on this subject or any subject, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or you can uh, email me at dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Okay, well, that's it for this episode. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next edition. Don't forget all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense and have yourself a great day.